Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Now here's your host, Terry Wardle. I want to begin by thanking you for spending this time with me. I look forward to sitting here and talking about Jesus and doing this podcast, and I imagine you there, and I pray that today that God would bless you, that it wouldn't simply be listening to me tell a story or to go over some uh, scriptural point, but that there will be an encounter that you have with the Lord, that you'll feel him draw you closer. By the way, I've been mentioning lately that I would really encourage you to go to the HCM website. I think it's healingcare.org, actually. And we got some new products that are coming out, some new resources that are very exciting. One particularly is called Love Freely Given. It's six 30 to 40 minute talks that I do about the essentials of well-being, uh, followed by a little uh, online notebook that you can have that can help you walk through the material or lead a small group. It's very inexpensive. Uh, consider it. Go there. Uh, we're all on a journey. We're all trying to grow, and I want to give you as much opportunity as possible to have help along the way, and that's why I do these things. So I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that we were doing our first face-to-face event at Heritage Church down in Columbus, and it was a great event. We had people come from all over, uh, Oregon, California, Arizona, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida, North Carolina. I mean, on and on it went. We had people there from Uruguay and from Haiti. And uh, altogether, there were about 200 of us gathered, and we spent a little over three days together, and the Lord really blessed us. And one of the themes that we were emphasizing is the lavishness of Christ's love for us and how important it is that we're rooted in his love. You know, this is a theme that I've been picking up over and over again, the idea that God is so generous. He wants us to have an abundant life. He loves to give to us. He loves to bless us. He loves to provide for us. From the very moment that Christ brought us into his heart and we said yes, he has given us gifts and blessings and promises that, well, they can take our breath away, frankly. But there's a reason that I'm mentioning this today is because there is also a tension to the Christian life. And the tension is that while God gives us tremendous and lavish blessings, there are times in which he demands much of us. You know, Jesus our Lord even talked about the fact that disciples will have to carry a cross. He also shared that foxes have holes and people have places to live and people get to do what they want. But if you say yes to to following Jesus... You've got to sometimes be willing to leave that behind. And then there's that great story in the Gospels of the the rich man, this rich young ruler. But it appeared as though his wealth was getting in the way of his dependence on God. And Jesus challenged him to give away his wealth. It was very hard for him to do. And he went away discouraged. So Jesus does ask us at times to do things that are very, very difficult. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but recently I had an opportunity to spend a week teaching online, live though, to a group of missionaries in Japan. These people have left their homes. 
They've gone into another culture. They've worked at learning another language. Sometimes they live in isolation because they felt God calling them to do that. The same with the missionaries that I met this last week in Haiti and Uruguay. God called. It was a sacrifice. It wasn't something easy for them to do, and yet their response to the lavish grace of God was to say yes to the call of God. And I think that's a tension that we need to be aware of, the tension between extravagant grace and abundance and lavish love and these times when God calls us to do something that, well, is not easy. It's sacrificial. I know that there are individuals that have given very sacrificially to healing care ministries because God called them to do that. Well, I was reading through Scripture, and I came upon this passage of Scripture. It's, it's in 1 Peter. And the first part of it is, well, it's kind of uplifting and encouraging and directive. And then all of a sudden, there is one of those admonitions that God gives us that is not easy. He's actually asking a lot of us. So let me read the first part. It comes in verse 8 of chapter 3 in 1 Peter. God's word says, finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Those are good words. That's living by the virtues and values of the kingdom, isn't it? Like-minded means, you know, let's, let's be of one accord. Let's, let's maintain unity. Let's believe on how important it is that we're shoulder to shoulder, that we're not alone. Being sympathetic means let's touch the heartache that other people, other people are experiencing. Let, let it turn to care, to sacrifice. He then says, love one another. This is talking about this great agape, sacrificial, emotional love. And then be compassionate and humble. Do something for people. Care for them. These are, these are great words. And they can evidence the whole idea of doing spiritual warfare against the darkness of this world because these are the, the values of the kingdom of God. But then it says this, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Wow. Okay, now we're getting to something hard. <laughs> God calls us to be sympathetic and loving and united and compassionate and humble, and we think, sure, we can do that. But then all of a sudden it says, don't repay evil for evil. And it even goes further. It says, on the contrary, repay evil with a blessing. Bless the people that have done evil against you. And then it says, because this to this and for this you have been called. Think about that for a moment. If you go ask somebody as to why they decided to spend their life as a missionary in Japan or South America or in Haiti, they're going to say, I was called to it and I'm responding to a call. It's the word of God. It's my response to what God's asking me to do because I belong to him. And now God is saying, we have a calling and that calling is to not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but repay evil with a blessing. 
because it is our call. You know, right now, if you watch the news here in the United States, you find political figures just insulting each other over and over again. One throws out a slanderous uh, uh, comment, the other throws one back. It's almost as if our children are learning that that's how you operate in life. You play, can you top this with the insults that we throw at one another? And yet what God's word says, we have been called to another way. We've been called to repay evil with blessing. You know, the whole idea of blessing is saying, I want to be a channel of God's kingdom grace flowing through me to another person. And in this case, God's saying, let yourself be a channel of that kingdom grace to the very people who at times insult us, who do evil against us. There's even a, a sense of the word meaning to kneel before. Wow, that, this, is, this is hard. I mean, I love emphasizing the lavish grace of God and how he serves us and how he gives us his love in abundance and how Jesus said he wants to give us an abundant life. But now all of a sudden, we're, we're feeling the other side of this tension of the Christian life where we are called to things that are not always easy to do, but it is part of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And in this case, it's saying that when someone does evil against us, we should bless them. And this blessing includes, I think, the power of words and maybe the power of actions as well, even when someone has done something to us that is harmful. Miroslav Volf is a theologian, and he once commented that it takes two acts for evil to win the day. The evil against me and then my evil response. In other words, if evil wants to win today, if someone insults you, insult them back. If someone takes something from you, take something from them. If somebody slanders you in gossip, then you do the same to them. That's two acts. And that's when evil wins. But what Volf said is evil doesn't win if you're not willing to play that game, if you're not willing to slander back. And as a matter of fact, it's not just an act of the will, it's an act of calling that God has. See, don't pay back, the scripture says, evil for evil or insult with insult. And then that little phrase, on the contrary, it's the very opposite that we are called to do, repay evil with a blessing. This is not easy to do. It really isn't. When people hurt us, it's, it's hard, and people do say things against us. How do we then use the power of our words, even if the words are only words spoken in prayer, to speak a blessing over these people, to not let a root of bitterness rise up within us, to even in some cases do something that is kind and generous? I once was walking in a park along the river in California, and all of a sudden, I happened to be right face to face, walking in the same part with a man who had said some very, very harmful things about me and about my ministry, and um, it caused me some trouble. Now I saw him, and all of a sudden, we recognized we're walking side by side. We knew who each other was. 
And I'm wondering what I should do here because there was nothing in my mind or in my heart but turn and walk away. I've had enough of this. And all of a sudden, I felt like the Lord said, bless him. I didn't even know what that meant at that time. But as we walked, I started to just talk to him about all the contributions he'd made in our town. And, you know, two things happened. As I did that, I began to feel it. I didn't want to harm him. I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to poke him in the eye. But you know what else happened? He softened. Who knows what was going on in his life that caused him to rise up and speak the things he did. This was a God moment. I I can't say that that's what I wanted to do. But God's spirit moved through me. And in the midst of that, all of a sudden, some old wounding was healed. And a relationship was forged. And more understanding was present. And this is what I think God wants us to do. He wants us to move forward to understand our role in life to be a blessing to people. That's what Genesis 12 is all about. I am blessed to be a blessing. God blesses me. I'm supposed to pass out blessings to other people. Now, what's very interesting in this passage is it's actually linked then to us being blessed. Listen to this. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. There's something about blessing others that all of a sudden releases us. That's the very thing I was just mentioning about this walk that I took along a trail in California. Something was released in me and released in this other person. Now, not everybody is going to respond to the blessing we give, but Jesus doesn't say you only give it if they respond. It's a very clear admonition. Now, for you right now, that might mean no more than shaping a prayer of blessing over them. Yeah, they've hurt you. They've said something. They've done something. But it might mean doing that, shaping a prayer of blessing, maybe extending forgiveness, maybe praying that God would touch them in their heartache or whatever the wound is that has caused them to respond in this way. Shape a prayer that is a blessing for them. And then look for the opportunity. There may come a day very soon where they are in need and where a gentle gesture from you can really turn the day. Do you remember when Jesus was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them? He was in essence saying, I I don't want to repay evil for evil here. I don't want evil to win the day. And so, Father, pour out your kingdom. I want to bless them even now. This isn't easy. This isn't one of those, you know, happy, upbeat lessons that God wants to give us. This is the other side, see. The tension between grace and the call to costly discipleship. Let's think about this. Let's pray about it. Let's see what God wants to do in our own hearts. And you know what? I bless you today simply because you're a wonder and God's nuts about you.